Welcome back to Beth Takun in our ongoing study of the Torah. This week we're in portion Re'eh, which is Hebrew for C, and it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26, through chapter 16, verse 17. I'm Tim Pell, and I'm glad you're here. So let's dive in. Parsha Re'eh starts with some very impactful words. Moses says, See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you listen to the mitzvot of Adonai, your God, that I am giving you today. And the curse, if you don't listen to the mitzvot of Adonai, your God, but turn aside from the way I am ordering you today and follow other gods that you have not known. Moses then proceeds through the mitzvot regarding the sanctuary and many other religious matters, including the mitzvot about the three pilgrimage festivals. Now, let's review some of what we've learned in years past. In 2019, uh, Grant points out that Moses is spending an awful lot of time focusing on practical aspects of how Israel is to live in the land once they get there. Foundational Torah, like the appropriate place for sacrifice and the diet and the Moedim. Why does Moses have this practical emphasis here? Grant's answer to this question seems quite odd. Soul winning. One reason that's odd is that it's not obvious how Israel's Torah observance in the land is soul winning. Of course, we could argue that Israel is to be a model for the nations and is placed at the overlap of three continents to uh, better be that model. But Grant goes in a very different direction. We all know that Grant loves to talk uh, about a Christian terminology most of us grew up with and tweak it a little. Say the word soul winning to a typical believer and they'll think you mean basically one thing, the idea of rescuing someone from hell, baseline evangelism, getting someone over the line. Grant goes on to explain that in general, the Bible is much less interested in getting someone over the line and much more interested in providing the pathway to conquer sin in our lives, especially in the life of the believer, someone who has already turned their life back to God, making him their king. Grant points out that when the angel tells Mary what name they are to call Yeshua, the verse tells us the emphasis of the salvation Yeshua will accomplish. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Let me say it again another way. What the Bible has in mind by soul winning is not so much rescuing someone from a future bad outcome, hell, but much more a present tense training in conquering sin and living the righteous life now. This brings us back to the Torah portion. Why is Moses so focused on drilling into the people these Torah basics? Because the Torah is God's communication of the righteous life, the life that hits the mark, the life free from sin. The pathway to righteousness is empowered by the blood of the Messiah, and Yeshua leads us on that path. But the path itself is the Torah, the way of righteousness. You want to save your soul? Allow Yeshua to lead you along the path of Torah. 
It's a wonderful teaching, and I encourage you to go back and listen to it again if you haven't, or even if you have. It's from 2019. Now, in the second part, I just want to share some things on my heart for this community, Beth Tikkun, at this moment in time. We're about to begin the month of Elul. Elul is the month that leads us into the fall Moedim in Tishrei. Tishrei begins with the ten days of awe, days of intense repentance that culminate in Yom Kippur. The Jewish people see this upcoming month of Elul as an entire month where God provides a special spirit that allows us to more easily repent as we prepare and lay the groundwork for the fall Moedim. Shmuel Sackett says, We are currently in the middle of the seven weeks of comfort, the period after Tisha B'Av, or the ninth of Av, where we focus on how to rise from the ashes and rebuild our lives. The talk of death, destruction, and tragedy is over, and we have turned our attention to teshuva, tefillah, and tzedakah, repentance, prayer, and righteousness. First, let me encourage you to take a little time each day in this month leading up to the 10 days of awe to repent. Even if it's literally just a single moment of quietness each day in which you open yourself to hearing from him what you should repent of and then repenting of whatever he brings to mind. This Torah portion is named Re'eh, see. Trust that he will show you if you have the eyes to see. Don't be like those who have eyes but cannot see. Make the space in your life for this work. Know, too, that God's heart in this time is consolation, grace. It's hard to point out to people you love how they are falling short, but we do that sometimes because something big is standing between us, and we want to restore the relationship. Our heart is for restoration. We've just recently come through the three weeks which culminated in the anniversary of the destruction of the temple, or the temples, rather. We have just come through a time of experiencing a kind of punishment that starts the inward search. But understand that God's heart is not to punish, but to reconcile. Seeing this, the sages chose seven Haftorah portions of consolation from Isaiah for this season. We are in the middle of those seven weeks of consolation right now. Our falling may be great, but his grace is greater. His grace superabounds. If I can speak very frankly, Beth Takun has been dealing with some real challenges lately. It's easy at such times to point at, e- at others and say, you need to repent of this or that. What I want to say very clearly today is that we need to take advantage of this special time in God's spiritual calendar to look inwards. It's vital that we stop looking outward and redouble our efforts to look inwards at ourselves, asking how we are falling short and repenting. We will be changed in this season ahead, guaranteed. If we participate in that change by willingly repenting, the changes we need will require only a gentle touch of the Father's hand. 
But if we don't enter into repentance willingly and actively, God will still bring about the necessary change, but with a firm hand. We have a choice. And that we have a choice is what separates us from the rest of God's creation. We can choose the values by which we live. When we choose obedience, we receive and participate in blessing. When we choose disobedience, we receive and participate in cursing. At our best, we are greater than the angels, and at our worst, we are lower than the animals. If the kingdom of heaven is now here, let's go about making ourselves into the people he wants us to be so that he can lightly guide us like a gentle shepherd rather than having to get out the hammer and the file and the steel wool to force off our rough edges. So ask yourself, no, ask God, what do I need to repent of that I may not be seeing? Reveal to me, Father, how I am not being obedient and fill me with the requisite humility and courage to turn back to you and your ways. May God bless you and may he make us all into the people he wants us to be. Shabbat Shalom.